Welcome to Ghostly. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. And we have a great episode for you today. We are going to let you hear our full interview with Holly at Paranormal Illumination Society. Yeah, I'm so excited for this episode. Uh, Our interview with Holly was amazing. And we did this basically because we felt that it was important that we understand and you understand what kind of equipment is being used by paranormal investigators. Because some of our stories might revolve around that in the future. And uh, we actually maybe used some of this in something recently that you may hear in the future. Yes, you may. Uh, Holly did a great job describing the equipment that she uses and told us a couple of awesome stories, too. And she has a great name for the episode coming out right at Christmas time. Oh, Holly? Holly. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, But before we do our interview, uh, I think we should go over the polls. Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. We got the polls. So we asked you which of our three Christmas ghost stories did you uh, think was your favorite And by a pretty big margin, Captain Santa and the Christmas ship, which was Pat's story. Oh, it was mine? It was yours, one. Mm -hmm. Though I came in second, so I feel pretty good about that. I think, you know, you had the Chicago story, so I I understand why. We have a lot of Chicago listeners. Yeah, we have a lot of Chicago listeners right now. So, I mean, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Those were the polls, and remember that we give you a voice after every episode here at Ghostly, and we'd like to hear your opinion, so make sure you go to ghostlypodcast.com. Yes, it's our website. Mm -hmm. Some people have said that they don't know that we have a website. Yeah, so we do have one. We've done a bad job letting people know ghostlypodcast.com is our website and, and our home, pretty much. Absolutely. It's where you find everything, including the polls. Yeah, and you can just go right into the poll section, or you can use the library and go to the actual episode where we're going to have pictures and all kinds of stuff. Absolutely. Um, okay, uh, we hope that you enjoy this interview as much as we enjoy doing it. Uh, here's Holly. All right, so can you tell us your name? My name is Holly Rohde. Um, I am from the Paranormal Illumination Society, and we are a ghost investigating group from Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, great. Okay, uh, can you give us a little history of how you got started in this? Sure. So, really what it comes down to is, I grew up in a haunted house. And, yeah. (laughs) And things happened, and I have... Other quick side note, I have seven siblings, so there was always something going on in the house, and be it the real live people that were there or be it the other people that were there, there was always stuff going on, and about 10 years ago, my parents sold the house and moved, and it wasn't until then when we all started to talk about the things that happened in the house. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. We had wow. all had experiences, but we just never talked about it. Oh. So did you know and that others had had experiences? I I got a sense of it. Um, my brother, Jeremy, and I are the co-founders of Paranormal Illumination Society. And I knew that he was interested in the paranormal. Um, it wasn't too long after... I actually started college. He was like, hey, I, I, I've heard about this ghost hunting thing. Do you want to do it with me? Ah. And at the time, I was like, sure, why not? And then we kind of brought things up about things that had happened in the house. Um, but it really wasn't until after, for whatever reason, I still don't understand. <laughs> it wasn't until after we moved that we all started to talk about it. And I think it was because my mom was the one to bring it up. Oh, so she kind of almost like opened the floodgates a little bit. She did. And then all of a sudden, all all eight of us kids were like, oh, yeah, I remember this and this and this and this and this. Mm. And that's when we really got more serious about investigating. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also about this time that the shows on TV started to pop up 
uh, ghost hunters, uh, ghost adventures. Everybody had a ghost show. Casper the Friendly and Ghost. I've watched, exactly. I've watched those shows. They're good. <laughs> I do too. Hmm. Um, and sometimes I watch them and laugh. Sometimes I watch them and go, mm, yeah. Some of them are super maybe. silly, but... Yeah, and then some of them I'm like, I don't think you should be doing that. I don't, I don't think you're going about this the right way. Um, and so with the rise of the popularity of the TV shows, uh, our investigating started to be a lot more, I don't want to say serious, but it was a lot more than just, hey, let's go out to the graveyard and right. take our recorders and see what we can find. Right. All of a sudden, we were starting to get requests on our Facebook page about, hey, can you come investigate my house? Um, we got started to get invited to different uh, groups and different events uh, where we would either lead the some of the groups on investigations or we would just participate in mm. them. Um and then at that point, it was when we started bringing in other people into mm. the group. And they're just like family. They may as mm. well have grown up in the house with all of us. Wow. And so that's what, that's what got it started, was growing up in a, in a haunted house. Wow. That's just something that you guys never really talked about it, but you all had experiences? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Now, and when, I knew. It was, oh, God. Oh, I was going to say, I knew it was something a little bit more major when my dad decided to join in on the conversation. Oh, and wow. And he is very much the, he was in the military, you know, very much hard evidence facts. Oh. That's what he goes off of. I don't know anyone so, like that. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Not at all. <laughs> And uh, so that's when we knew that it was like, oh, this is we're getting we're getting serious about this now. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Now, um, what? Uh, how, how many years ago was it that you that your mom sold the house and you had the so start that of the was in two thousand eight. So we started in two thousand one, just doing our own investigations here and there. You know, a couple of friends would be like, hey, why don't you come over to my house and. I'm sure there's something here. And so that, yeah, so it was 2001 when we officially started and it was 2008 when the house was sold. And I couldn't believe that my brother and I just had never discussed the house really. Yeah. That's something. I, to this day, I don't understand what it was. Do you think that once that it gives it more power or something. You know what I mean? Like that idea of like, we don't talk about it because then it, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know either. I'm not exactly sure. I think a lot of it could be, I I grew up in a religious household. Mm. And so things like that, we just didn't talk about because only evil entities were the ones that mm-hmm. would make contact and would do the thing, would, you know, make the bumps in the night and would everything like that. And so once though we were old enough and we actually, you know, once again started talking about it, Mm -hmm. you know, it was okay. So I wasn't imagining somebody, it sounded like somebody running up and down the stairs in front of my bedroom Mm -hmm. all night long. You know, it wasn't, I would be in the basement and I could hear somebody come into the house and walk around and I'd come upstairs, but nobody was there. Mm. Uh, things like that. And mm-hmm. so it, I think for me, it gave it just more validation that mm. I didn't make it up and that <laughs> I wasn't completely off my rocker. Um, and I think, I think that's when everybody else started to open up too. Cause even at that point it was when my parents and some of my siblings were like, so could we go on some investigations with you? Would that be okay? Wow. And I'm like, I was, I was very surprised. <laughs> I was like, sure. <laughs> um, and so it's, it's kind of a, it's a fun family. I mean, that sounds weird, but it's kind <laughs> of a fun family thing. 
but at the same time we we take it seriously and we Absolutely. have very strict guidelines for okay. the people who come with us um, first of all if when we go on and maybe I'm jumping ahead of questions and whatever no, no, no that's ahead. okay yeah um, when we do an investigation and we go to our location before we go inside we have everybody sign a waiver just to cover any sort of liability. And a lot of the things are, are you drunk? Okay. Are you um, on any sort of barbiturate? Are you, you know, are you more susceptible to, you know, these spirits? If, if it is, I mean, well, exactly. Yeah. Or just seeing things that aren't there, but, it yeah. could be because of the drugs and I don't know. And we don't just, know. And yeah. and plus there's just a safety thing. Yeah. I mean, if, oh, yeah. if you can't see straight and you're walking around in the dark with just a little flashlight, <laughs> who knows? So <laughs> Sure, sure. So what what kind of places do you investigate then? Or do they do they come to you? Do you reach out to them? Um, it's a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, we usually when it's a a home or a private residence or a private business, they have reached out to us. Okay. Um, and they will ask, you know, can you do this? Will you do this? And one of the biggest things that we emphasize is that if it is your home, if it is a place where you are going to spend a lot of time at, mm-hmm. are you okay if we find something? Right. Do you want to know? Is it going to affect your ability to stay in your home? Because if that is going to be a make it or break it, we say no. Yeah. Well, so have you ever went to a place that you just said, no, I don't, I don't think there's anything going on here. Oh, absolutely. We've been to several. One of the first thing that we try to do is, we're all we we're we're all skeptical believers. Oh, great! <laughs> so we take everything at face value. Sure. Off the bat, we try to debunk everything. Was it a leaky pipe? Um, do you need new shingles on your roof? Do wow. you need some WD forty on the door? <laughs> Things like that. We, do. we will all. <laughs> oh, I think we all do. <laughs> Yeah. And so we, we try to debunk everything first. Sure, sure. Before we start to entertain the paranormal side. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. We've been to a few places where it was, you just need to, you know, literally it was just you need some WD-40 or you have like some of the insulation in your attic is very sketchy. Mm-hmm. So you should probably check it out. Um, and then there's been places where from the moment we walked in to the moment of, we walked out, we were just barraged by a variety of things. Okay. I, I won't say if all of it is the supernatural, mm-hmm. but there were, there, there are definitely things that have happened that we can't explain with, mm-hmm. with our equipment, with science, with, with, you know, just your mind, with reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and that's and that's Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Ahead. I didn't mean to cut you. Oh off. no, you're good. Go ahead. I'm bad go with ahead. that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Well, I was so, going to yeah, I was going to say mm-hmm. do you do anything to um protect yourself, yourselves? Yes. Absolutely. So I am a little bit more sensitive to things to the different electronic wavelengths, I guess you could say it. I'm not saying I'm a psychic or anything like that, but I'm a lot, I I pick up on things a lot more. Uh, So the first thing we do when we go into a place is we just give a formal greeting of hi. We introduce ourselves. We're here tonight to talk with anybody who would like to, you know, if you have something to say, please come forward. Mm -hmm. However, you are not allowed to 
like take you cannot enter our bodies you mm-hmm. cannot do anything like that you can use our energy mm-hmm. but you cannot attack you cannot do any of that because if you do we're done mm-hmm. okay um and then the same thing when we leave mm-hmm. we always say you know thank you for your time thank you for sharing your space with us because these these things these ghosts were people at one time. Sure. You know, they had they had lives, they had jobs, they had families. Mm-hmm. And if you go into their space, I mean, how would you feel if somebody barged into your space and was like, talk to me now? <laughs> oh, it sounds like my work every single day. Exactly. <laughs> and it's not the greatest it, Yeah, it's thing. not pleasant. No, no. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so we want to go in, you know, with respect and everything, so we thank them as we're leaving, but then we also say, you are not allowed to come home with us. Mm-hmm. Okay. You are not allowed to follow us. Mm-hmm. You are not allowed to interfere with our lives or the lives of our loved ones. This is your space, mm-hmm. yes. and we will leave it as your space. Um, we've had a couple incidences that have happened with some of our team members mm. where they did not do that. Ooh. At the end, uh, and they had visitors come home with them. So, okay. what do they do then if something like that follows them home? Um, usually, usually, what works is if you are in your home, your space, your area, mm-hmm. and just like if a living being, flesh and blood, comes into your space, you can say, You are not allowed to be here. Okay. This is my space. You have to set boundaries. Just like with the alive folks, the mm-hmm. the dead folks also need boundaries and, oh, yeah. and need to know what's okay and what's not okay. Sure. And um, sometimes people will be too hasty to do that, so they will, you know, call a priest or whatever. And I have nothing against that. At all. If you feel like there is something dangerous in your home and you want your clergy member to come in and help you, please, by all means, do it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever witnessed that? I have. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, I studied that. I went to a Catholic high school and uh, I was really into that concept of, <laughs> of like an exorcist or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you... Everyone's seen the movie. And if yes. you haven't, by the way, go watch the movie. Yeah, yeah right? all but, of them. <laughs> you know, all of them, yeah. you, no matter how terrible they get as they keep going, yeah. watch them. Yeah, it tells but, a story. Yeah, it, Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and when you think of an exorcism, you think of, you know, the Linda Blair mm-hmm. head spinning, pea soup coming out, walking Father down the stairs I? backwards. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it's not that exciting. Usually, yeah. so okay. <laughs> I was say, what happened with the 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 one that you witnessed of the um, clergy? It was just it was more of just a, the feeling of mm-hmm. everything changed. So when the clergy came in and they started praying over the house, mm-hmm. uh, they brought some holy water, mm-hmm. you know, and they started doing their different rituals mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, you could t- you could feel the energy of of the room and of the house changing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the one of the, the things that people don't understand is when it comes to ghost investigating or whatever, your most powerful piece of equipment is your own body. Oh, that's interesting. You can feel temperature change. Okay. You can feel, you know, your hair standing up on your arms or the back of your neck. Mm. You can generally tell if something weird's going on or sure. if it's, you know, pretty, pretty neutral. Um, and so you need to use that. And it's your body is so I mean, if you think about it, the human body is amazing. Oh, yeah. It is resilient. It can rebuild. Yeah, it heals and yet, quickly. It heals very quickly. Yeah. And yet with just the wrong turn the wrong pinch the wrong whatever it can be over mm-hmm. sure yeah and so it's it's a just it's an amazing specimen um that's a very good so point yeah you, yeah. Can, 
And so it's, and we're made up of, you know, mostly water, carbon, everything like that. We have our own electronic wavelengths that we put off. We put off energy. And just because, you know, it, I mean, all the laws of uh, physics and everything, you know, something in motion will stay in motion. Mm-hmm. Your energy will keep going even mm-hmm. after you've left. Yeah. So when people are like, oh, my gosh, I don't get a good vibe from these people or the room feels weird after people leave. It's because your energy, you have put off energy and it has been absorbed in the room. Hmm. Wow, that's that's interesting. I never thought of it that way. Mm. So. So, yeah. So basically with the with the um, clergyman, we you know, walked around the house and you could tell a difference in the feeling. And when, when he was done and when he was like, all right, I feel pretty good about this. You, you could tell, you could feel it. You could feel, you felt more at peace. Mm-hmm. You didn't feel not to get all nerdy, but you know, there was no disturbance in the force. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you say your goal is more finding information or, I mean, I mean, like my poltergeist is in my ha- my mind, like this house is clean, <laughs> you know, but like, it's, <laughs> like it's more, is it more just like informative or just giving them tools or, you know, what um, would you say your goal is? It, de- it depends on where we're, where we're at. Of course, if we're in someone's home, mm-hmm. my, my concern and my goal is to help give them tools to mm-hmm. be able to, deal with whatever is there, be it, you know, putting those boundaries up for the spirits, mm-hmm. um, have, you know, giving them power back about saying, this is my home. You can't be here. Mm-hmm. We have even given out good plumber recommendations. I mean, huh. we try to help <laughs> everything along the way. So, <laughs> so that's my goal is I want them to be able to feel empowered of being in their home. I mean, your home is your sacred place or it sure. should be at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if, if we can help give you tools to, to cope, to make you and your family feel safer and feel more secure. Oh my gosh. Then I feel like it's all been worth it. No matter, mm-hmm. you know, what happens. So yeah. well, that is my goal. Well, I guess I have to ask, um, do you charge for these investigations or is this something that's more voluntary for you guys? When we go to uh, private homes, we do not charge okay. because, and that's more because I, I'm not, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, okay. but I'm the one that said, if we're going to a home, we're not charging. Okay. Yes. Um, because it, it's, I feel like it's, it's a service mm-hmm. to others. Uh, we, that being said, though, when we have gone on some of the public investigations and we've helped lead them, we have been compensated. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Not sure. anything to, you know, quit my job, my day job for. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but we have, I mean, we have been compensated. Mm-hmm. And when we are compensated, that generally goes into updating our equipment or mm-hmm. uh buying more batteries because oh yeah i'm sure i'm sure it gets expensive <laughs> it, it 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 does get a little expensive sometimes so yeah. so that's really what it goes into but no when we go to a private home we we do not charge okay. for what we do okay well you mentioned equipment mm-hmm. so why don't we just get into that mm-hmm. um what kind of equipment do you use so we use a variety um, okay. I'm also going to name some that we don't use, but are definitely out there. Okay. And Good. that are some of the more popular things. Sure. Uh, one of my favorites is the spirit box. Ooh, okay. And what it is, is it is a, an FM radio sweep machine, basically. Okay. So, you know, when you're going through the dials, on, on FM radio for those people that still listen to regular uh-huh. right. radio. Terrestrial um, radio. Exactly. <laughs> I just listen to podcasts all the time. So just, I kinda, just ghostly I actually too, over so and over again. That's it. That's all I listen to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, 
And so, you know, when you're switching from station to station, you have some of the interference. Mm -hmm. And here in Salt Lake, especially, we have the most radio stations per capita in the nation. Oh, Oh. that's interesting. So we've got a lot to choose from. Mm. Um, And so what it it does is that it will sweep back and forth on the FM dial Mm -hmm. very, very quickly. Okay. And generally what that is to do is to create white noise that spirits can use to communicate. Uh, okay. They don't have, you know, they don't, they don't have voice boxes cause they don't breathe air. Mm-hmm. So they can't communicate the normal way that you and I do. And so they use energy, be it, you know, electronic energy, be it your own energy. Uh, so with the spirit box, the radio sweeps back and forth very, very quickly, many times per per minute and generally if something's there they can use it to at least get out phrases or a word um i've heard whole sentences oh, wow. go down um so that's a fun one i i enjoy that one so does it sound like static then or does it sound like i mean or is it like a mix that sometimes it sounds just like a person talking to you and sometimes you know like just static it's that's exactly what it is. Sometimes you just hear the static. Okay. Just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And every once in a while you will hear a voice, like a a full on mm-hmm. voice sentence or whatever. Yeah. Um and the fact that it's going over all of these radio stations back and forth so fast that there's no way a full sentence could be put together. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It it's very distinguishable. Yeah. So uh, the newer spirit boxes are quieter. Oh, the that's ones, good. The ones that my my brother, he's quite a little inventor himself. He actually made a spirit box. Oh wow! And he's yeah, he's he's pretty handy like that. And so and it was loud. I mean, yeah. because you know he just took the old radio from the garage and decided <laughs> to modify it. Um, so because it's, yeah, as I said, because it's going so fast back and forth, mm-hmm. there's no way you can get a full sentence or a full word out of one station at a time. And so when you do, sure. you know, it, it definitely makes makes your ears perk up a little bit. Now, that makes um, sense because we went on a tour of a – there's a little town over here called Galena, and we went on a, on a ghost tour, and – yeah, they. I think they had one of those boxes. Mm, I don't or know. Or was that like an EPV or something? EVP, I think that was or something more of like an that. EVP, I think. But, but I have seen the spirit boxes mm-hmm. on TV. But I could not hear a single word. And they're like, see, didn't didn't he just say T-shirt? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, he didn't. It, it went <laughs> like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I think the spirit boxes tend to be clearer, the voices. Is that true? Like it's a, it'd yes. be easier to understand? Oh, than, okay. Yeah. Yes, much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are other boxes that um, – trying to find it on my list. Um, it's called a ghost box ovulus. Okay. And what it is, it's, a, it's kind of along the same line except it has a – memory bank of just words. Okay. Hmm. And so, you know, you can ask questions and whatever. Uh, I think the best example I've ever seen in person was we were out at a place in about 30 minutes west of Salt Lake, and it's called Asylum 49. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been on Ghost Adventures a few times. Okay. It's been on other other shows have come and, and done investigations there and uh we through all of this we've become very good friends with the owners of asylum 49 and what it is it's an old hospital Mm. and so during the halloween season they turn it into a haunted house oh that's awesome and it's a great name for a haunted house too exactly um and then when that's over, they put everything back the way it was, so it still looks just like the hospital, and then you can come in and do investigations mm. for the night. Wow. Um, the, the greatest part is, so up until last, I think it was last summer, um, half of the old hospital was the Asylum 49, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, because the the hospital was originally built in 1849. Mm. It's It's been restructured and re- remodeled and everything since then. Um, but the other half was a fully functioning nursing home. Oh, oh. wow. And so... <laughs> Yeah. And if you got close enough to the doors, you could hear the people on the other side. And if you weren't prepared for that, it'll scare the bejeebus out of you. <laughs> yeah, right? Wow. <laughs> um, but since then, they have uh, now purchased the entire building. Okay. They built a new nursing home, and so no one, no one is there. Um, but also across the street, the other way from the hospital is a cemetery. Mm. Oh. So it was literally like they were had their own ghost factory going on. Oh my god! Yeah, they shouldn't put so, a put a nursing home right across the street from a from a cemetery. That's that's really no. Yeah, it doesn't give you much hope, you know. <laughs> no, there is another nursing home actually just a couple blocks away from me, and literally ten feet next door to it is. A mortuary. I'm oh like, my god! Oh, wow. That doesn't make me want to put grandma in that right? nursing home. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, so we were at we were at this place, and I had had a one of the ovulus boxes in my hand mm. all night, and I had forgotten, in fact, that I had it because it had been quiet. And I walked into an area, and they had all these weird clowns all over, you know, painted all over the walls, and it used to be the uh, waiting room mm. for the emergency room. Oh. And all of a sudden that box started going crazy. Wow. Oh, wow. And it just started talking. And I kept looking over it because my brother was in the, happened to be in the room with me. And I'm like, did you hear, did we did the classic, did you hear that <laughs> thing? And we were actually able to put a whole story together. It was this, this, whoever it was, we kept asking, you know, did you come here? Did, were you hurt or whatever? And through this ovulus box with all of the words that he put together, he was a farmer who had a farm accident and came to the hospital and he died there because they weren't able to stop the bleeding. Oh, man. And so and then for about two minutes, it was going and then nothing. Wow. Wow. The rest ever- of the night. Do you ever record these things? Is oh, yeah, happening? absolutely. Oh, okay, great, great. And I'll, I'll have to compile some of them and send them your way. Oh, yeah. Um, Love it. So, so that's one of my favorites is, is the ovulus as well. Sure. Um, so we also use uh, K2 EMF detectors. Okay. And what that is is it's a meter that lights up when ele- electric, uh, electromagnetic fields are detected. So, mm. for example... Um, if you're standing really close to a non-secured um, electrical box, it can put off electromagnetic waves like sure. crazy. Um, and science has come in and said that you know if you are overexposed to electromagnetic waves, it can make you ill, it can make you mm. dizzy, it can mm-hmm. affect you know you can in extreme cases hallucinate i have Uh, heard this i have heard this yes and so we always take one of those with us uh my brother is also my brother's pretty cool i'm gonna have him come on one of these days with us yeah that would Um, be awesome but he is also a uh an architect and he does home designs and so he used to do um home inspections and everything and so he had the emf detector and there were actually homes that he went into to you know give them the okay that the emf readings were like off the chart okay. and he's like it is not safe for you to be here wow. sure. you need to have some electric work done mm. so, so this is kind of so, almost like a like a science a scientific check a logical explanation potentially exactly. of what could be going on i think i saw him exactly. on ghostbusters too yes yeah, I think Absolutely. that's what he had with the. Yeah. He'd hold it up and he'd have two like antennas on the top, kind of thing. Uh-huh. And, oh, okay. Wow. See, yeah. Okay. See, I've done my homework. I'm laughing at you. I watched all the Ghostbusters, including the one made with all women, just that the other one. day, just to prepare for this. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> see, there you go. You got yeah. always doing research. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's now you see, need one of those one? ghost yeah, boxes other... that can pull the ghost inside the box. Oh. I know. Right? <laughs> the day I can figure out how to do that, oh. Yeah. It'll be awesome. I don't know. It kind of leads to problems in Ghostbusters. Like they kind of come out of there somehow. So Mm -hmm. I know that's (laughs) the other thing is you got to figure out what to do with them once they get in there. Yes, yes. Because they never really go over that. But I'm sorry, I get kind of silly sometimes. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Totally okay. Um, My my second language is sarcasm. Oh, okay, great. (laughs) So yeah. Um, Let's see. We also. What else do we have? We have camcorders with night vision okay. that are good to set up. Um, sometimes uh, spirits can't be seen with the usual in the usual light spectrum that we see. Mm-hmm. Okay. But so if you have something with night vision, or and there, we, there's also cameras that have full spectrum. Yeah, like definition. ultraviolet and everything. Uh-huh. Okay, wow. And sometimes, sometimes that can be good. Um, and then sometimes you see that kind of stuff, and it's like taking a black light into a hotel room. Oh. And you don't, yeah. Yeah. You're like, I, I've seen too much. I've seen too much. <laughs> yeah, they didn't cover that on Ghostbusters. So. No. Yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> um, so let's see, what else do we have? We does have, that uh, do heat signatures? I'm so sorry, really, with the camcorders. Yes, it does. Okay. Yes. That would be the full spectrum one. Okay. So it does heat signatures. Okay. It does the ultraviolet and then ultra. I can't remember all of the anyway yeah. all the different spectrums. Yeah. Okay. Full full um, spectrum. That, that yeah. pretty much said it all. <laughs> um, we also have an infrared thermometer mm-hmm. so that we can check temperature changes in different areas of the room. Mm-hmm. So is that and then so where gen- you where you focus the investigation then when you find like a hot spot? If we do that, it, that helps. Okay. That's for sure. Okay. Um, so we'll do all, and then, you know, once again, also just to rule out any actual scientific real world mm. issues that might be going on. Okay. Sure. Um, like what could be happening? Just like a yeah, cold exactly. air or something or. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. you need to, you know, do the insulation around your windows a little bit better. Gotcha. Uh, there was one time we were doing an investigation and all of a sudden I just got the biggest cold chill ever. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, something's going on. Mm-hmm. And someone pulled out our thermometer and they realized that the window behind me was cracked. Oh, ah. wow. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, <laughs> then never mind. Yeah. We're we're good there. Um, another thing we do in some situations is especially if the property is older mm-hmm. is we will bring trigger items. Okay. So trigger items are things that may be familiar to the spirits and maybe something that they can relate to. Sure. And so if they see it, they can go, Oh yeah, I know what that is. Um, I have an old um, brooch that mm. was given to me that is from the late 1800s. And so I will usually wear that when we're going somewhere. Okay. Um, but you already have to have like an idea of who might be haunting there in order to do something like that, I'm imagining. Um, it helps. Or a time period at least, yeah. Exactly, that, yeah. exactly. Okay. Um, so we try to do that. Um, if we know that we're going into a space where children might be, mm. we will bring in toys. We'll bring in like a teddy bear or a ball, or a little matchbox car. Um, see, just kind of tokens of, we're not bad people. We just right. want to yeah. understand <laughs> you. Sure. Um, uh, then there's also some stuff that we don't have, but we would like to have. Um, so there are laser grids. Uh, a lot of people know them now as those cool lights you can set up in your front yard at Christmas or Halloween oh, and it okay. has right. yeah it does the different displays and whatever the different laser light things mm-hmm. you can set that up and the the theory is that if you see someone walk through mm-hmm. if there's any sort of disturbance with the light mm-hmm. you can see it okay. wow that's really cool um i will lie i have not seen it work in anything I've been in, but that, you know, 
different things, different times. Sure, absolutely. I would still very much give it a go. Um, Let's see, what else? Oh, I think one of the things, one of the biggest questions we get asked is, you know, what kind of recorders do you use? Like, Mm -hmm. what kind of voice recordings, Mm. recording stuff do you use? So, back in the day, when we first started, we had cassette tape recorders, Mm -hmm. just the kind that you buy then you would set them on your desk to listen to a lecture or whatever in school. So, you know, it was, it it was analog and were things as crisp and everything as they are now? No, but it worked. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so now, honestly, I will use just a regular voice recorder. I think I got mine at like Walmart Mm. for 30 bucks and then I will record stuff on my phone. Mm. Okay, yeah. I can you see know, that that would be helpful. To... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I usually try to have two different devices with me mm. because I have found that there are times when one recorder will pick up something that the other doesn't. Mm. Wow. And they are within literally inches of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the best examples was we went to a place down downtown Salt Lake City uh, called The Depot. And now it's a it's a club and a concert venue, but it is connected to the old train station that used to run through downtown Salt Lake. And down in the basement where the green room is for the bands and whatever, um, I was with someone that just came on the investigation with us and Creepy room, creepy vibes. I wanted nothing. I, as soon as I walked in, I'm like, nope, nope, I don't like this. I don't like this. Uh. But we stayed for a few minutes. Um, he caught stuff that I didn't. Mm, okay. Interesting. Maybe it's a frequency thing. Maybe and, you which, know. which very well could be it, yeah. too. But I think it also gives credit to, okay, some, something did happen. Something yeah. mm-hmm. definitely was there with us. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I mean, that's a very common thing. Um, wow. we, we have regular just digital cameras to take pictures with on top of the camcorders and, and everything. Um, once again, you can catch things on when you take a picture that you won't necessarily see. Okay. Um, okay. That could be, you know, shadows, um, what a lot of people refer to as orbs, mm-hmm. the yeah. white light balls, um, just, you know, a, a variety. Um, there's, I've seen photos, you know, where there's like a haze in front of a person, like a white. Oh, yeah. Kind like of a smoke. halo or something too? Yeah. And yeah. sometimes like a, like a smoke cloud. Oh, wow. That, clearly wasn't there that you could see with your physical eyes. Um, and so, uh, yeah. So usually afterwards, after we're done, you know, we've done our investigation, we go home. The part that they don't show on a lot of these mm-hmm. ghost shows is the hours and hours of videotape and, and audio that you go through. Oh yeah. You find anything sounds like my editing process exactly (laughs) that's exactly what it is and you're listening you know you're sitting there with your headphones on listening very intently yeah and sometimes it's i think one for one of our investigations it's when i had my cell phone my recorder and then a camera and and then a camcorder like all together we were talking about almost 24 hours of oh footage and audio to go through. And it can get very boring very quickly. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, see, a lot of people don't. See, my process is uh, taking out all the swear words that Rebecca says hey, in right. between things. Yeah, because she swears so much. It's just right. ridiculous. Well, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the girls just got to let it go. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes now I got to edit out that. Got to edit that out. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Would you so, say there's times where you do an investigation and while you're there, you see, hear nothing, 
But mm-hmm. you go home and you have to go through all of that tape and all that audio and everything, and and that's when you find it. Is exactly. that is that usually what happens, or that's, is that like half very, and half? I don't know. That's I would say that's more normal. Okay. Um, every once in a while, you'll have a night where it's. I mean, it's crazy. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't believe that you're getting all of this. And those are also the nights that it seems like, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I got all this stuff and, and it's going to be great. And it wasn't on anything. It wasn't mm-hmm. recorded. Mm-hmm. It wasn't caught on, on audio. And you're just like, Ugh, why, <laughs> right? uh, why? Mm-hmm. Um, which is also why I say it's very important to use your own body as mm. as a tool. Yeah. Um, I will definitely say that I have had more personal experiences than I've had documented experiences. Okay. Okay. I had a couple more questions. Um, yeah. What would you say was your most interesting case? Um, or just one that kind of sticks I, in your mind? I would say my all-time favorite was at a an army base here mm-hmm. in Salt Lake. Uh, it's called Fort Douglas. It is now on what is considered part of the University of Utah campus. Okay. And it was established just after the Civil War. Okay. And it was very active and very much in use until after World War Two okay. or Korea. So it was, wow. it had, yeah, it had a good long life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that would think about, you know, good old Utah mm-hmm. being involved with any of that. Mm. Um, but we actually held prisoners of war during World War One. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've, I've heard that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's one of those that you go, oh, that's, okay. That's swell. Yeah. That's great. Um, and then, of course, down in, in uh, south from here was the Topaz Mountain internment camp. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. yeah. Which is another one of those. That's awesome. Yeah. Way to yeah. go, Utah. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so this old, uh, a lot of the same buildings are still standing up there. Okay. And so a lot of them are being used for um housing as student housing uh they have an old theater there that is actually used for film classes and then you can go up there and you can rent out the small chapel and the officers club for weddings bat mitzvahs whatever okay wow and so we were up there and we were in the chapel and it's you know it's literally one of those built out of stone mm. uh, adorable chapels and and as soon as you walked in you could just some you could tell something was there mm-hmm. and i was leading a group and a lot of these it, you know it was open to the public and a lot of the people in the group were actually firefighters and police officers Interesting. and their significant others mm. and you know they were big tough burly men and so we got in there and just from the get-go, um, temperature changes, you could, I was, I kept walking over to one spot mm. and another guy that was helping with the tours came over and said, this is the same spot that people have been getting things, have been getting reactions oh, all night. Okay. And mm. I was like, okay. Um, and Everybody, everybody left with a personal experience. Huh. And there was one of, one of these guys, one of these big burly firefighters who just broke down in tears. And he's like, I have never felt anything before. People were being touched gently and lovingly. Okay. Um, the story is, is there's a woman in black or woman in gray that roams around up there Mm -hmm. that was a teacher during the late 1800s and who, you know, of course passed away for some horrible reason, like, like good Mm -hmm. ghost stories do. Of course. And, um, everyone, she, she went and like would put her hand on people's arms. One Uh. lady, she felt like a hand lovingly put on her face. 
they were feeling like it would be warm and then cold and then warm all of a sudden again. Um, one of the tests or one of the things that we do during investigations is, and I'm sure you've seen it before, is the flashlight test where you get like a mag flashlight and you unscrew it to where it's just barely in between on and off. And the idea is if you ask a question and say, you know, turn the light on for yes, leave it alone for no, or, you know, two for yes, Mm -hmm. one for no type of thing. Mm -hmm. And we were getting like instant questions answered, you know, back and forth. And it was, it was just so cool. It was (laughs) because all of a sudden I'm like, okay, it was almost like, because I, I do have those kind of personal experiences quite a bit. Mm -hmm. It was like, I was finally able to show people what ghost investigating is like for me Mm. on a, on like an emotional and physical level. Mm -hmm. They were experiencing the same things. Wow. That's awesome. It was so cool. And that was like on a Saturday night, we came back Monday night to do another ground and I had some of the same people come back and they're like, we want to do that again. That was awesome. We went back and there was nothing. Oh, So it could just be the time was right for that. Exactly. I mean, it was a full moon that night. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess we could give some credit to that. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) right. right. (laughs) So, yeah. So that was that was my my favorite is because other people finally got to experience what what I feel and experience during investigations. Everything just worked right. The cards were aligned or the the stars were aligned. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Venus was not in retrograde. It was was great. So that was my favorite. That one was my absolute all time favorite. So I have, I have a question Mm. too. Um, So we're about to go to this place called Bachelor's Grove, which is a cemetery over here. That's uh, really old. And um, I've heard pretty much everybody I've talked to, you know, said that they that they've had some kind of experience there. Is there Mm -hmm. anything in particular that you think we should look for when we go to something like this or listening Um, to some of our stories? Have you heard anything where you're just like, man, I wish they would have done this? um, I think one of the the biggest things I would say is. I would kind of look around and see, okay, is there any sort of um, disturbances? Like, is, is there any light pollution that could affect things? Okay. Is there sound pollution? I mean, the reason, the number one reason why ghost hunting happens at night is because it's quiet. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really what it is. It's because there's not much going on. It's generally very quiet. And so you can sit there in the darkness (laughs) and not have a lot of light and sound um, coming in and disturbing everything. That makes, that makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not just because we're the creepy kids that, you know, (laughs) had all black clothing in high school or anything, (laughs) but (laughs) there, you know, there's an actual scientific reason for it. Um, So I would just kind of check for that. I would see, um, how big the group is because sometimes a big group is just too much. Yeah. There's too many people talking, whether they mean to or not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. things yeah, and like fear that. spreads too. So if somebody's afraid, it's going to make other people afraid. Oh, and it could be for nothing. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's that kind of crowd mentality. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. One person's like, this is happening. This is happening. A lot of people will get caught up in it. And I would, I would say the biggest thing I would pay attention to is your own body. Okay. You know, if it's, if it's below freezing outside and you're out there, you're going to get cold. Yeah. I'm thinking it might be cause mm-hmm. it's, it's really cold like right now. So this mm-hmm. is a week from now. So mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. So it's just going to be as cold, if not a little colder. Yeah. So, Ugh. so yeah, pay attention to that. Um, I've experienced when it's cold that all of a sudden you get, for lack of better words, hot flashes. Hmm. Oh. 
when there is no reason why you should be. Yeah. Um, pay att- I would say the biggest thing is pay attention to that kind of stuff. Okay. okay. Pay attention to how you feel. Um, definitely keep an open mind. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying really hard. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, our the biggest thing about at least our group is we're not trying to convince people one way or the other. Yeah. It's all subjective. It yeah. all, if you try hard enough, anything can be explained away. And if you sure. try hard enough, anything could be paranormal. Mm. Mm. Wow, that's and something so, something to think about there. <laughs> exactly. So pay attention to how you're feeling. Pay attention to your immediate surroundings. Um, and have fun. Yeah. Anything else. Well, yeah, totally. I'm definitely Just looking forward to it. Have a good time. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, but it's one of those places that... Yeah, I mean, it's just everyone around the area has yeah. heard of it, has a creepy story about it. and Yeah, and even skeptics, you know, they go in there and they say, you know, we didn't see anything, but man, that place is spooky. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's okay, you know, and you're not always going to catch something every time. It's mm-hmm. not always going to be, sometimes it is just, I felt creeped out in there. Yeah, yeah. I feel creeped out you- doing any of this research. I mean, Jesus, it's... <laughs> <laughs> They're not the best stories, let me tell you. They're they usually no, have a really no. bad ending. <laughs> it's unfortunately it's very true, but yeah, yeah. most of the best ghost stories <laughs> usually have that gritty ending yeah, to them. True, so very true. Only every once in a while do you hear and they passed away calmly and peacefully in their bed at home, uh, surrounded <laughs> by family. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think you had one more question, right? Oh, well, and you don't have to answer this one. I just was wondering, have you talked to the people that live in your old house now? No, I've been wanting to, but for whatever reason, it just hasn't happened. Um, I don't live very far away from where I grew Mm -hmm. up. Um, But I will say that, so it was, my family moved in in 1986. Mm Mm-hmm. The house was built in 1984, and we were already the third people to be living in the house. Wow. Wow. Um, And we were there, my family was there for 22 years. Okay. And in the 10 years since my parents moved, they've gone through another three owners. Wow. So I don't know if we were just crazy enough to stick with it that long or uh-huh. what <laughs> wow okay but but no i keep thinking about it because we still have friends of course in the neighborhood mm-hmm. um and actually it was great story so one of our good friends was taking her husband around our old stomping grounds and she grew up across the street from us Mm. so she was you know they went driving down our street the our old street and she's like yeah this is where jeremy and holly lived and this is where i lived and she turned and looked in the front window at just the right moment and she said that she saw this little girl pale no expression Mm. nothing just staring at her oh my gosh wow and when she turned back around, she was gone. Uh, they always so disappear. She, I don't always, know what it is. <laughs> they always, it's just like, just yeah. that, that's whatever it was in that moment. Yeah. Um, so she called us freaking out. She's like, what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the little girl that used to run up and down the stairs. Like, uh, you know, that's not a big deal. And she's yeah. like, what? Yeah, that's a Excuse class four poltergeist, obviously. <laughs> well, and I honestly believe that that it was more poltergeist activity that happened in the home. Mm-hmm. I have five sisters. Oh, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a, big a long stretch of time yeah. there where there's a lot of extra crazy energy. Exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah. and I. The more and more as time goes on, I'm like, it had to have been something like that because there were days. Mm -hmm. And yet when most of us were gone, it was perfectly calm and normal. So, I I mean, I don't know. That seems to be. Won't say yay or nay, but. That that particular idea, um, I find 
even people that aren't necessarily believers will tend to give some credence to that concept of puberty and the energy and the just how that happens. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's BO, BO related body. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You, you're not telling lies there. Um, (laughs) I mean, who, I don't know anybody who got through puberty without some scars. Oh, Let's yeah. be honest here. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so yeah, why wouldn't you, you, I mean, you have the angst already mm-hmm. because right. your hormones are all over the place. Mm-hmm. But it's just like extra energy that's just out there and crazy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And when I had four of my older sisters going through all of it at the same time, almost, mm-hmm. it was, wow. it was bad. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's a lot. Well, Holly, I think that's about all that we have, Um, but I really appreciate your time, and um, I look forward to having you back on someday, too. Absolutely, and we'd love to meet your brother. Yeah, Oh, absolutely. What was your brother's name again? His name's Jeremy. Okay, great, great. Well, definitely tell him that we said hi. I will. um, Absolutely. Well, thank you, Holly. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, that was Holly's interview. Uh, Wow. Wow. I loved it. It was so much fun to do. And some parts of that interview still give me the chills, especially when she's talking about her house as a kid. Oh, yeah. It kind of reminded me of Haunting of Hill House, you know, how they all had different experiences, but didn't really talk about it with each other. How crazy is that? That is that is crazy. Yeah. Lots of good stories. And I love hearing about all that equipment. And I can't wait to hear more and learn more and use it myself someday. Yeah. You know, we actually have a lot of exciting things about to happen with Ghostly. I don't want to give anything away because I actually have a date that I'm going to announce stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's some really fun stuff. So make sure that you hit that subscribe button because you don't want to miss out. Absolutely. And make sure you go to the polls page at ghostlypodcast.com and let us know what you think of this episode and Holly's interview. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know what the poll is going to be about, and I hardly ever do when we record the episode, <laughs> but we're definitely going to have a poll. Definitely, because it's we want you involved in this podcast. It makes it much more interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, there are things I don't really want to talk about yet, but what I will talk about is our next episode, and it is going to be, oh my God, it's going to be scary. I'm, I'm The name of this episode alone freaked me out. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be about shadow people. And yeah, I don't want to give anything away. You have to listen to the episode, but it is, it's actually something that gives me the chills. Uh, and since the holiday season will be over, it's back to the debates then, Rebecca. Are you uh, ready? Uh, yeah. Definitely. All right. No more Mr. Christmas nice guy. It's going to be on. And the next episode will be coming out on January 9th. All right. Oh, hey, can I mention one thing before we wrap it up? Um, So one of uh, the really good friends of Ghostly Podcast, Halloween Jean, has uh, a new edition of her uh, magazine, which is Haunted Emporium Magazine. She does a great job covering a lot of haunted stuff around Chicago, but also she does music. Yeah. She she has a whole section on Riot Fest. She had like a special pass and a Riot Fest and all the bands there and everything. It, it sounds just, awesome. Yeah. it's I'm super excited. So uh, anyways, if you want to go to her Facebook page, Halloween Jeans Haunted Emporium and Halloween Jeans Haunted Emporium, you can check it out. Yeah, and um, this is her winter episode, right? Or her winter edition. edition. I'm sorry, I'm so podcast, I say episode. Yes. Yeah, and Ghostly might be mentioned in there a little bit. <gasps> Maybe. Maybe like an image or something. Something. Um, okay, so if you like what you hear at Ghostly, please rate and review us on Facebook or and or iTunes. We can use reviews on both. So you Android people that don't get iTunes go on over to the Facebook page and rate us. Definitely. Uh, if you don't like what you hear, um, please send us an email and let us know what we can do better because this is a podcast for the people. I mean, we ask for your voice, mm-hmm. you know, so we really care what you think. Absolutely. And we want to make this the best podcast we can possibly make it. Yep. And we want your input. We want your ideas, your stories, your feedback, all of it. Yeah, especially if you're a skeptic. 
then we really, really want to hear from you. Tell me your ghost stories. That's what I want. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you again on January 9th. See you then. Bye. Bye.